what is going on with coronavirus? We are in the middle of, uh, yeah, I'd say we're in the rising action of coronavirus, right? So the, you know, the, the cases are um, continuing to grow. The death toll is rising. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are rightfully getting a little panicked. Um, you know, it's not like a, a crazy death plague, but, you know, how is the world going to function if, let's just say, you know, 3% of the population is sick, right? Let's just say... That's a large amount of people. Right, let's just say 3 million people all get sick at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem. Um, you know, what happens if a lot of those people are elderly? There's a good chance that they could be hospitalized and potentially die. It is a problem, and quarantining is only... Um, it's meant to delay the inevitable to get your stuff together and to, um, you know, be able to act on a spreading disease like this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, that's not really happening. Uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to control this in any capacity. We're just not, we're not prepared. So that means individual players are having to do the best they can with what they've got to continue to, uh, is survive, I guess, in this hectic environment. And uh, that's happening at the business level as well. So coronavirus in Seattle is forcing big tech companies to send their employees home um, so they can continue their work at home and avoid the spread of the coronavirus. So the big players doing this are Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. And uh, Washington itself, the state, has 70 confirmed cases and 10 deaths. Uh, Two of those cases were tied, actually, to um, some of these companies. So there were employees that were tested positive for coronavirus and immediately sent home. So I just want to briefly hit on what all four of these companies are doing to address coronavirus. It's all pretty similar. And then I just want to pick your brain, Tyler, on, on, you know, what you think is going to make these policies possible and if you think they're even effective. So uh, thanks to The Verge for this great breakdown here. But anyways, here are the work-from-home policies for these four companies. So Amazon is telling Seattle-based employees to work from home until the end of March, so March 31st. Hmm. Facebook is shutting down their Seattle office entirely, or actually just one of their Seattle offices entirely, the one that had a, a sick patient. Uh, and they're encouraging work from home also until the end of March, March 31st, uh, and they're restricting visitors. Google is saying work from home if you can. Eh, work from home if you can. Hmm. Don't bring any people into the office, so also restrictions on visitors. Microsoft is saying also work from home if you can, only through March 25th, though, so they're cutting that a week sooner than the other tech uh, giants there. So for the most part, they're saying at least take two, three weeks. Uh, Most of them are saying take until the end of March to work from home. Don't come back into the office. Uh, What are your thoughts there, Tyler? It seems responsible on some level to me, right? Um, And with the flexibility... Feels kind of bare minimum, you know? I mean, like... (laughs) With the flexibility of the modern office place these days, it, it, it seems like 
if you have the ability to, which most places have that kind of built in, especially you would expect a Facebook and Amazon, a Twitter, all the big tech folks, you know, you'd expect these people to be able to accommodate the idea of somebody working from home. I'm pretty confident that these places all on some level cite a work-life balance where, you know, people can work from home on a semi-regular basis anyways. That's just kind of how the, the modern workplace has been operating lately anyways. So, it feels like this just is the responsible way to go about responding to something that is a growing issue, right? Yeah. Uh, John Hopkins has this really pretty cool dashboard um, that kind of lays out the size and the scope. I sent it to you on, on Teams earlier this morning, but as a oh map my. and that sort of thing. And then those concec- the concentric circles are... yes. Uh, Scary. <laughs> um, but so then it has like the number of cases and that sort of thing. So 55,753 recoveries uh, from coronavirus, 3,400 deaths so far. And it kind of breaks down the confirmed cases. So over 100,000 confirmed cases around the world, uh, 80,000 of those being in mainland China. But when you begin to think about just all it takes is one particular case to, you know, hit an office and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, everybody is sick. So it, it just feels like the responsible thing to do if you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it highlights some of the tools that make homework possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think if it's effective for some of these companies, uh, you know, as much as I think it's... Um, you know, kind of in poor taste to always be looking at the silver lining of coronavirus, right? Like it's like, no, it's a it's a disease that people are dying. But if we're going to look at the silver lining of coronavirus, um, you know, it, it could show people how doable it is to stay collaborative, stay efficient and work from home. Yeah. And, you know, something like this could be a bit of a culture change for some of these companies that are already you know, wanting to embody the, the uh, you know, the, the, the kind of new age economy vibe of, you know, we're a flexible workspace and we're cutting edge. Yeah. And it's like, well, then maybe, you know, there's a little leverage there for, okay, if it's, if we're really cutting edge and we've got the tools to clearly work from home and stay productive uh, for an, a month, an entire month, then, you know, I want to work from home a couple of days a week. Definitely. You know? So I I think it could highlight um, probably some of the uh, management tools. I'm sure, you know, apps like Asana, that's something that we use here to manage our workflow. It's probably going to be extremely handy. Um, things like Slack or Teams just for communication. Yes. Things like Zoom mm-hmm. for actual conferencing. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to really highlight how effective are these tools for long-term remote work and... Could this be a viable, you know, alternative to what we see as the unbreakable foundation of of the office and its place in today's economy? That's yeah, just my thought. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. Anytime something like this happens, it causes you to uh, maybe on some level reevaluate the the physical being in a place when you can virtually be there and accomplish similar things. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, if you're sick with coronavirus, please. Go home. Don't come to work. <laughs> Do not come to work. Uh, I would tackle you and send you home, but I would you, also get you, coronavirus. Yeah, right. You deserve the rest. Yeah. And even if you've got a little sniffly cold, you know what? Play it safe. Lock in that Lock in that sick time. Uh, even if you don't have the sick time, bruh. 
just go home. It's okay. One of the things we're going to have to think about here is we travel to a lot of different places for uh, video shoots and that sort of thing. I mean, I have one scheduled in Seattle at the end of this month. Mm. Uh, you're supposed to go to Las Vegas for a trade show. Yes. Um, there's there's some things to think about. Look, I'm, I'm doing a lot of traveling this uh, this month, and some of it I've brought upon myself, and some of it is, is work-related. Going to Chicago this weekend. I'm going to Austin twice this Pizza. month. I'm going to Las Vegas. Yeah. Eek. So, fingers crossed that I'm not a patient zero at market scale. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. 